coaching can help you gain deeper understanding of challenges that may be holding you back. You may not realize that there are others who may be successful and operating successful businesses who share some of the same challenges that you are facing. Welcome to Coaching for Real with Ronald Graves. Our program will look into the individuals and their challenges and show how the coaching process may be what they need to find the root causes of these challenges within themselves and learn to work through these challenges in order to find success. Now, here's your host, Ronald Graves. Hello, welcome to Coaching for Real, brought to you by Poema Leadership Institute, a show that brings you real people, real challenges, and real people. Again, I'm your host, Ronald Graves, and today I want to talk to you about leadership. As a certified coach, speaker, and trainer with the John Maxwell team, and a student of Dr. Maxwell's for over 20 years, I'm licensed to teach from several of John's books, including 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, otherwise known as the Maxwell Philosophy. It's one of the three best-selling leadership books of all time. I've taken material from this important book, Combined it with John's personal teachings, lessons from John Maxwell Team Vice President Scott Fay, and insights from my own leadership journey to produce a series of 38 individual blogs. Several weeks ago on Coaching for Real, I took you through the first four of the 21 laws. Today, I'm going to present laws five through seven. And you want to stay tuned because I'll reveal how you can receive the entire collection of my leadership blogs absolutely free. Now, as you listen to these laws, you're gonna find that there are some that you're really good at and some that maybe you're not so good at. In fact, you may question why some of these are important enough even to become laws. That's perfectly okay. No one is good at all of the laws. The key is to find your strengths and play to them. Law number five, the law of addition, is one of the laws that took me quite a while to learn. Early in my career, I couldn't wait to become a manager so I could have people underneath me. I thought that would make me feel important because I was higher on the organizational chart than the others in my department. The first time I had the manager title on my business card, it looked and it felt important, even though I was only a department of one. I liked the title. I wondered to myself, why was I given that title? Because I didn't have anybody to manage. At that point, I hadn't heard of the word leader as it related to business. Little did I know that one day I would not only have direct reports, but I would transform from a manager to a leader. The law of addition states that leaders add value by serving others. When you think of serving others, you don't see it as being the role of a leader. It's more like leaders are served and followers serve. That's what I used to think. You see, we get positional in our thinking by putting leaders above followers, and we believe that those who are lower on the organizational chart should serve those above them. But nothing could be further from the leadership truth. Leadership is truly serving other people. It's adding value to others. The best leaders have a heart, an attitude, and actions to serve other people. Now, many people view leadership the same way they view success. They see it as climbing the ladder in order to achieve the highest position possible. I have news for you. 
It's just the opposite. The bottom line in leadership isn't how far you advance yourself, but how far you advance others. You accomplish this by serving others and by adding value to others. You see, the dynamics between a leader and their people is found within the relationship. All relationships either add to or subtract from each person's life. Do you realize that you either have a positive or negative impact on everyone you lead? So ask yourself, am I making things better for my followers? You can't answer that question with a resounding yes and provide backup of evidence to produce that. Guess what? You may well be a subtractor. Very often, subtractors are completely unaware that they're subtracting from others. It's safe to say that probably 90% of all people who subtract from others do it completely unintentionally. They don't recognize how negatively they're impacting others. When leaders who are subtractors don't change their ways, it's only a matter of time before their impact on their people goes from subtraction to division. You see, serving is not just about making things easier for everyone. If we're not careful, we can misunderstand the law of addition. When we do things for people that they could do for themselves, we don't help them. We actually hinder them. Do you know people who want to serve others, but they're so busy that they become like an annoyance, like a bee buzzing in your ear? Their heart might be pure, and they may really mean to be helpful, but at the end of the day, they're not really serving. You see, serving is about helping people who not only need help, but who want it. On the reverse, probably 90% of the people who add value to others do it intentionally. Why is that? Well, it's because we as human beings are naturally selfish. If you don't believe me, just watch a room full of children playing with toys. And observe how many times you hear the word mine. Being an adder requires that you move past your selfish nature, get out of your comfort zone, and think about adding value to others. If you do this long enough, you will not only add value to others, eventually you'll begin to multiply it. It all begins with your attitude. If you want to add and multiply influence, the best way to do that is by serving others. You must possess an attitude and a spirit of which to serve. Good leaders ask, how can I serve you? How can I add value to you? Adding value to others through service doesn't just benefit those being served. It allows you, as the leader, to personally experience the following. Number one, it allows you to experience fulfillment in leading others. Number two, it allows you to experience leadership with the right motives. Number three, it allows you to experience the ability to perform significant acts as a leader. Number four, it allows you to experience the development of a leadership team. And number five, it allows you to experience an attitude of service within a team. Believe it or not, the best place for a leader isn't always the top position or the most prominent or the most powerful place. It's the place where you can serve the best and add the most value to other people. Albert Einstein asserted, only a life lived in the service of others is worth living.
Good leadership means great service. The specifics depend on the vision, the type of work, and the organization. But the intention is always the same. Add value to others. Serving is helping people to advance their growth, their capability, and their skills. When you add value to people, you help lift them up, you help them advance, and you help make them part of something bigger than themselves. You assist them in becoming who they were meant to be. You help them to discover their poema, their masterpiece. You can be that one person in their career who enables them to achieve greatness. Now here's some guidelines that can help you to add value to others. Number one, we add value to others when we truly value others. Bottom line, you cannot be a successful leader if you don't truly care about people. I don't mean just caring about their success because you want the organization to be successful. No, you need to care about them as more than just a company employee. I guarantee that the greatest influencers in your life have been people who valued you. You see, we value others by getting to know them, not just on a professional level, but on a personal level. This means making the things that are important to those you lead important to you, the leader. It means listening to people by putting yourself in their place, hearing what they're saying from their point of reference, not yours. If you truly believe someone is important and you communicate it both in your words and your actions, guess what? They will feel important. In American Sign Language, the sign for serving is to hold your hands out in front of you with the palms up and to move them back and forth between yourself and the other person. This is a perfect graphic for the servant attitude. As a servant leader, you should be open, trusting, caring, helpful, and even vulnerable. You must believe in your people before your people believe in you. You come first. You must take the first step. You must serve others before being served. Number two, we add value to others when we make ourselves more valuable to others. Let me explain. To add value to others, you must have something of value to add. You cannot give what you don't possess. The more intentionally you are in your own personal growth, the more you will have to offer. What, you're doing, what are you doing to make yourself more valuable to others today? Have you ever considered the fact that when you make yourself more valuable to others, you are automatically add value to them? By listening to and applying these 21 laws, the laws that you're listening to today, and you've heard in the weeks before, you are personally growing as a leader and you are becoming more valuable to yourself and to others. Number three, we add value to others when we learn and relate to what others value. When we go to a restaurant or hotel, we expect to receive good service, don't we? But as leaders, we don't automatically expect to give it. This is a key element for effective leadership. As leaders, we should relate to our people and discover what they value. And you can only do that by listening to them. You see, inexperienced leaders jump into leading before they know anything about the people they're supposed to lead. 
They read a book or two on leadership and immediately start applying the principles they learned, kind of as if it was like instructions on how to assemble a bicycle. Leadership cannot be learned from an instruction manual. Mature leaders lean first, learn, listen, and lead. They listen carefully for stories, hopes, dreams, aspirations, and they pay close attention to emotions. They even listen beneath the words to discover the unspoken, what's not being said. They utilize what they hear to discover what is valuable to others, and then they lead based on what they've learned. And number four, we add value to others when we do things that are values-based, the things that God values. God desires for us to treat people with respect and to actively reach out to them and serve them. In Jesus' parable, the good Samaritan took pity on a man who had fallen into the hands of robbers. He bandaged his wounds, put him on his own donkey, took him to an inn, took care of him, and even paid the innkeeper for the expenses. This all occurred after a priest and a Levite had both moved to the other side of the road in order to walk past the injured man without offering assistance. Ask yourself this question. Are you serving other people, helping other people, lifting other people, adding value to other people, caring for other people every day? Take a personal heart check. Dig deep into your motives, your character. These are the very things that will determine your ultimate success as a leader. The law of addition is all about caring, sharing, and lifting others, putting others first. Leaders make things better for others, and because of that, others benefit. Others grow, and others develop. Give others what they truly desire, and I guarantee they will reciprocate, enabling you to become a more successful leader. So how do you serve others? Well, you do that by making sure that your people can come to you at any time with questions, and you will help them with the answers. Your people have basically three questions about you. Number one, do you care? Number two, can you help them? And number three, can they trust you? Leaders serve not only when they have an attitude to serve them, but from a life that is not filled or it's free from self-importance and ego. Leadership greatness begins with serving others, not by being served. By following this law, your people will achieve more than any of them ever thought possible. So this basically concludes our study of the law of addition. In John Maxwell's book, The Five Levels of Leadership, moving from level three, which is known as production, to level four, which is people development, is contingent upon applying the principles of this law, the law of addition. Most people pursue success, but few people pursue success for their people. If you want to become a great leader, make their success more important than your success. Because the more successful they are, the more successful you will be. Now, this may sound counterintuitive to you. It certainly did to me the first time I heard it. In fact, I basically rejected the law of addition because I truly believed that my success was more important than anyone else's success. In fact, I believe that the only way my team could become successful 
was if I was successful first. Actually, that attitude didn't get me very far. Fortunately, there came a time in my career when I was truly blessed to be working for a man who practiced this law every day. I couldn't put my finger on it, but I was achieving success, and he was just as excited about it as I was. In fact, he might have been more excited about it. And then I read the law of addition again, and I began to understand for the first time what was happening. I concluded that if it was working for him, then it should work for me. So what? I began putting other people's success first. You know, I really felt uncomfortable at first. But it actually was emotionally gratifying. Plus, it was like this huge leadership weight that I had placed on myself was being lifted. I was free to pour myself into others and watch them flourish. It was exhilarating. My team actually became more engaged. They became more purposeful. They became more cohesive as a unit. And believe it or not, they actually appeared to be enjoying their work more than ever had before. And they were enjoying each other. It was fun, it was exciting, and we actually truly became an awesome team. My ability as a leader rose to a level I didn't realize I could reach, all because of the law of addition and the fact that I had a leader, a president of the company I worked for, who practiced the law of addition, and I saw it firsthand. Then after I read it the second time around, I understood exactly what it was supposed to be about. So if you're not living this law in your business and in your life, I can tell you from personal experience, you don't know what you're missing. Okay, it's time for our first break, so stay tuned. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. When we return, we'll embrace the topic of trust by discussing the law of solid ground, law number six. And I'll reveal to you how you can receive the entire series of my 21 Laws blog series. You're listening to Coaching for Real on the Voice America Business Channel. See you in a few minutes. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Imagine a relationship where you're given the opportunity to think rather than being told what to think. A relationship focused on your potential, not your performance. This is Coaching, an alliance designed to help you achieve your intended outcome. Discovering that what lies behind you and what lies before you are trivial matters compared to what lies within you. Your coach is passionate about helping you discover your masterpiece and live into your greatness at RonaldGraves.com. That's RonaldGraves.com. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
This is Coaching for Real with Ronald Graves. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also choose to send an email to ronald at ronaldgraves.com. Now, back to Coaching for Real. Welcome back. We're discussing some of my favorite blogs based on the best-selling book, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by Dr. John C. Maxwell. At the beginning of this broadcast, I mentioned that I would reveal how you can, I would reveal how you could obtain the entire series of 38 blogs. These blogs are an added bonus when you order my Nuggets of Leadership MP3 series, which is absolutely free. Simply click on the Nuggets banner at the top of the Coaching for Real show page. Actually, you can do that right now while you're listening to the show. Then place your order. You will not only receive a link to download the Nuggets of Leadership program, but you will receive a new 21 Laws blog every week in your email inbox. Once again, all of this is absolutely free to everyone listening to this program. In this segment, we will discuss the law of solid ground, which can be simply stated as trust. In nearly every survey I've read asking employees to list the most important qualities they desire in their leader, integrity always tops the list. In the last segment, in the Law of Addition, we introduced the three questions that people you lead have on their minds. This law is all about question number three. Can I trust you? If they believe the answer to this question is no, then they're not very likely to follow you. The law of solid ground states that trust is the foundation of leadership. So how important is trust for a leader? Well, it's the most important thing. Trust is broken when there is a gap between what people expect and what they experience. Without trust, it's impossible to influence others. As we've learned several weeks ago, when I first introduced the 21 laws, leadership is influence. Nothing more, nothing less. Ask yourself the question, where am I with respect to those closest to me when it comes to trust? This question is not about how much you trust the people around you, but how other people perceive you when it comes to trust. What about your family? What about your peers? What about those who answer to you and those who you answer to? Are you trusted? Would they say that you are trustworthy? No matter how charismatic you are, how smart you are, how gifted you are, without trust, your leadership will come come crumbling down. When we meet people for the first time, they will believe what we say for about the first six months. After that six-month break-in period, they'll go from believing what we say to believing what we do. What we say will lose its influence. How often have we seen this happen? Not only in this country, but throughout the world by people who have violated the trust of others. Companies have practically disappeared overnight under leaders who lacked character and integrity. You know, we hear the term business ethics used quite frequently, but there's really no such thing. There's just ethics. You either have them or you don't. If you have ethics, it not only works in your business, but in your family, 
your community, and in every aspect of your life. Conversely, if you lack ethics in one area, it follows that you will lack ethics in other areas. You cannot compartmentalize ethics. It's part of who you are. When it comes to leadership, you can't take shortcuts. Leaders must be able to make timely decisions without fear. Trust erodes when you make major decisions quickly without taking the necessary steps, including gathering your leaders, casting a vision for them, answering questions, guiding them through the issues, and then making the announcement at the proper time to the entire organization. You can look at trust as a bank account. Each time you make a good leadership decision, money is deposited into your account. Each time you make a poor decision, money is withdrawn. The bigger the decision, the more money is involved. As a leader, you have a positive bank balance when you started a new leadership position because everyone is willing to give you the benefit of the doubt. But from that point on, everything you do either adds to the balance or subtracts from it. Making one bad decision after another will eventually deplete your account. A low bank balance means low trust. When your bank balance reaches zero, you're out as the leader, providing you make it that long. Leaders who keep making good decisions and recording wins for the organization build up a positive bank balance. And even if you make a slight blunder, you have plenty of money in your account. Any trust you might have lost can be quickly recovered. Now, since trust is the foundation of leadership, the question is, how do you build trust? Well, you build trust by consistently exemplifying competence, connection, and character. You must accept the fact that you will fail from time to time, but people will forgive occasional mistakes based on ability if they can see that you are still growing as a leader. And they will even give you additional time to connect with them. However, they won't trust someone who has slips in character. Even occasional character lapses can be lethal. If you violate someone's trust, you'll find it very difficult, if not impossible, to regain their confidence. That's why it's important to treat trust as your most precious asset. When you leave people, it's as if they give you permission to take them on a journey. The way that trip turns out will be based on your character. If you have good character, then the longer the trip, the better it seems. If your character is flawed, guess what? The longer the trip, the worse it gets. No one enjoys spending time with someone they don't trust. When we have character and trust with people, then we can make changes as a leader and take people to new heights. And they will allow us to do those things because they trust us. When trust is gone, the followers will pull back. They won't go forward. They won't be ready to respond when you need them to because the trust gap has widened and trust has been violated. Again, people will not follow leaders they can't trust. Trust is built on character and character is an inside job. It's what's on the inside that people see from the outside. Even though it comes from the inside, trust walks and your character walks ahead of you. 
enter a room where your team is waiting for you and they see your character pass through the door before your physical presence. Walk up to one of your team members and start a conversation. Your words are traveling a direct path from your mouth to their ears, but your character is all around them. It surrounds them. Character is made up of the following three elements. Number one, your character communicates consistency. Character makes trust possible and trust makes leadership possible. Without inner strength, people can't count on you day after day because your ability to perform changes constantly. If your people don't know what to expect from you, there will come a point in time when they will stop looking to you for leadership. It's critical that you only make commitments that you know you can keep and that you person, your personal integrity is there every step of the way. One of the biggest trust breakers occurs when you make a proclamation and it doesn't come through or when you make an agreement with someone and it doesn't get followed through on. You might have a great idea that you implement, but you do it only one time. And after that, it stops. We all know people who can do anything for one time, but after that, nothing happens. How are you at following through and doing what you say you're going to do and keeping the commitments that you promised? How are you at requiring those in your inner circle of influence to do the same? Do you let people off who don't follow through or do you hold them accountable? Number two, your character communicates potential. As we've learned several weeks ago in the law of the lid, you cannot be more effective than your leadership lid. In the same way, you cannot climb beyond the limitations of your character. Talent alone is never enough. Believe me, a weak character is like a ticking time bomb. It's only a matter of time before it damages your ability to perform and your capacity to lead. Trust is built on achieving results with integrity and in a manner that shows your personal regard for the people you work with. For leaders who possess character, their limits exceed their peers. Challenges that appear unsurmountable for ordinary leaders are met head on with those with character. And number three, your character communicates respect. You can't demand respect, period. Respect can only be earned and you can't earn respect if your character is weak. You do earn respect by making sound decisions, by admitting to your mistakes, and by putting the needs of the team and the organization ahead of your personal agenda. We discussed putting others first a few minutes ago in the Law of Addition. There's nothing that communicates true respect more than character. Character is when you know in your heart that others are important. Character is a belief. It's a conviction. When you believe that people are important, it's part of your fiber. You can't fake it. Even if you disagree with someone's point of view, if they're consistent about it and they are true in their character, you will more than likely still have great respect for them in spite of your differences. Now, charisma will get you inside the room virtually every time, but character will keep you in the room. 
when it's all said and done at the end of the day, the decisions you make will be based on the motives that you have. I said earlier, it's an inside job. The leaders that you want to follow are bigger on the inside than they are on the outside. They're good, they're competent, they know how to lead, but more importantly, they lead from the right motives and they lead from the right decisions and reasons. Once you've established trust as your foundation, then you can raise your leadership to new heights. It takes years to accomplish it, but once you do, you will be a leader that others want to follow. J.R. Miller once observed, the only thing that walks back from the tomb with the mourners and refuses to be buried is the character of a man. Your good character builds trust among your followers. If you should ever break trust, you forfeit your ability to lead. People do what people see. It takes more than lip service. And it takes more than teaching. It takes a life filled with character and integrity. This is the law of solid ground. You can't walk away from your character or you can't take it off like a suit of clothes. You may be able to ignore some of your own character flaws, but guess what? You can't hide them from others. We all have areas of ground that could be more solid. The good news is that our character is continually evolving and we can work on it every day. In fact, we can all be intentional about building character daily. Now we're nearing our final commercial break, but before we break, I wanna get personal and ask you a few questions. How are you at addressing that big challenge that's staring you in the face? That mountain that's standing in your way? How many different strategies have you tried with little or no success? What if you could see that obstacle, that roadblock, that seemingly immovable object from an entirely new perspective? From a level of consciousness that you never realized you could reach? What if you could see your challenges from the mountaintop rather than from the valley? Do you believe that you've truly reached your potential as a leader? Are you truly living into your greatness? Are you even aware of how great you can become? How important would it be to you to become more aware of your potential in building, leading, and directing your company? What if you could discover more insight into life outside of your business. Imagine a relationship focused entirely on your potential, not your performance. You see, we've all spent most of our lives being poured into, learning from others through different mediums such as books, classrooms, computers, radio, television, the internet, and even face-to-face conversations. And those people fill the role of teacher, author, trainer, manager, leader, consultant, mentor, and so on. And that's all good because every one of us should be learning and growing every day. And there's an unlimited amount of knowledge to be found all around us. But from that challenge you're currently facing in your life and in your business, there's one source of answers other than God that is far superior to what can be found in the world of knowledge. And that source is you. 
Let me explain. First and foremost, it's important to understand that you were created to be great. There is a masterpiece, a poema within your DNA that is just waiting to be discovered. And that is precisely what coaching is about. Unlike teachers, consultants, managers, and mentors, who are all very important, a coach enables you to develop a greater sense of self-awareness. So you can see your challenges from an entirely new perspective and then draw upon your internal greatness to reach the next level. Coaching introduces you to who you are. It makes the unconscious conscious. Coaches are unique because they do not bring you the answers. Why? Because they know that the best answers don't come from them and they don't come from the world around us. They lie within you. Instead of pouring into you, a coach helps you discover the very best answers from your own internal greatness. Now, my why is to help you discover your masterpiece and live into your greatness. I'm here for you. I'm here for you every week. So reach out to me at Ronald at RonaldGraves.com. That's Ronald at RonaldGraves.com. Now, after the break, we will study the law of respect. We just heard in this last segment, the law of solid ground, that our character communicates respect. So it's only natural that this law is next. You see the law of solid ground, which we just covered, and the law of respect, which we'll cover in about three minutes, are intertwined. If you're a person of strong character, it should follow that you respect others. On the other hand, if you demonstrate a lack of respect, it's a sign of a serious character flaw. So stay tuned. You're listening to Coaching for Real on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll see you in a couple minutes. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Imagine a relationship where you're given the opportunity to think rather than being told what to think. A relationship focused on your potential, not your performance. This is Coaching, an alliance designed to help you achieve your intended outcome. Discovering that what lies behind you and what lies before you are trivial matters compared to what lies within you. Your coach is passionate about helping you discover your masterpiece and live into your greatness at RonaldGraves.com. That's RonaldGraves.com. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkhart and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkhart every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This 
This is Coaching for Real with Ronald Graves. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also choose to send an email to ronald at ronaldgraves.com. Now, back to Coaching for Real. Welcome back. We're discussing some of my favorite blogs based on the best-selling book, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by Dr. John C. Maxwell. For those of you who may have missed it earlier in the show when I revealed how you can obtain the entire series of 38 blogs, let me repeat it. These blogs are an added bonus when you order my Nuggets of Leadership MP3 series, which is absolutely free. Simply click on the Nuggets banner at the top of the Coaching for Real show page, which you can do right now as you're listening to this show. Place your order, and you will not only receive a link to download my Nuggets of Leadership program, which are seven MP3 files, but you will also receive my new 21 Laws blogs every week in your email inbox for 38 weeks. Once again, all of this is absolutely free to everyone listening to this Coaching for Real program. Now, have you ever had to follow someone you didn't have much respect for? What was it that prevented you from respecting them? Did they ever lose respect along the way, or did they really never have it to begin with? Respect is one of those intangibles you can't buy. You have to earn. We live in a world where many things occur instantly. that used to take hours, days, or even weeks to accomplish. But earning someone's respect still requires a slow crockpot. It cannot be microwaved. The law of respect states that people naturally follow leaders stronger than themselves. You see, people don't follow others by accident. They follow leaders they respect. People will follow leaders who are stronger than they are. This doesn't necessarily imply those who are higher than they are in the organizational chart or those who are stronger-willed, or those who use their position or personality to demand others follow them. People have a way of sensing the leadership capabilities of others, and they migrate to the best leaders, the most effective leaders, and the ones that have inner strength of character that we discussed a few minutes ago in the Law of Solid Ground. These are leaders who are courageous in the decisions they make. People would rather follow someone who's an eight on the leadership scale than someone who's a six, quite naturally. Followers are attracted to people who are better leaders than themselves. The more leadership ability a person has, the more quickly he or she is recognized as a leader by others. Now, when people get together in a group for the first time, watch what happens. As they begin to interact, the leaders in the group immediately take charge. No matter what the group or what the situation, someone will always step up and take the lead, even if they have not been designated as the leader. It's human nature. At first, everyone may move in different directions, but once they get to know one another, it won't take long for them to recognize the strongest leaders and then begin gravitating toward them. Respect we're talking about in this law has to be earned because, once again, you cannot demand respect. In John's book, The Five Levels of Leadership, he talks about what it takes to get from level one to level two 
to level three, to level four, and finally to level five. It's a process and it takes time. If you do the right things long enough, you can get to level five, where respect is the pinnacle, where respect is given without question. You don't get to level five because you demanded respect, because, but because you earned it. Just like we saw in the bank account analogy in the law of solid ground, it takes time to accumulate change in your pocket. To have enough change that you're able to make change in your organization. Again, the more change you have, the more change you can make. A word of caution, it can take a lifetime to earn respect, but can all come crashing down in an instant. When you see a level five leader, you automatically want to follow them because they have proven their leadership. Step by step, day by day, month by month, year by year, they've made good leadership decisions. They have good leadership qualities and they have the character and heart of a leader and they have slowly earned that high level of respect. Once you have legitimately earned the respect of others, leadership becomes a lot of fun. And believe it or not, becomes a whole lot easier. You can learn the law of respect, you can master it, and you can teach it to others. The law crosses gender, culture, community, and organizations. This can help you raise your leadership lid. This is a key. This is a golden nugget. This is a great law to share with coworkers and with clients. When people respect you as a person, they admire you. When they respect you as a friend, they love you. And they respect you as a leader, they follow you. But with respect comes a huge responsibility. To whom much is given, much is required. Respect is not something you can demand. You can't order it. You can't negotiate it. It must be earned and it takes a long time to obtain. We've talked about that. On the flip side, we also said it can be lost in an instant. It bears repeating. One slip of integrity that we talked about a few minutes ago in the law of solid ground, and it can all come crashing down. Be patient when it comes to learning it, and by all means, protect it at all costs. So what causes one person to respect to gain respect and for others to follow them. Here are the ways, the top ways that leaders gain the respect of others. Number one, natural leadership ability. Some people are born with greater skills and ability to lead than others. All leaders are not, believe what you said, all leaders are not created equal. However, we discovered a few weeks ago through both the law of the lid and the law of the process, anyone can become an effective leader if they have the desire. People want to follow a natural leader. They want to be around you. They will want to listen to you. However, it's important that you exhibit some of these additional qualities or people will stop following you. Number two, respect for others. Dictators rely on violence and intimidation to get their people to do what they want. Bullying people is not leadership. True leaders rely on respect. They understand that leadership is voluntary. 
Leaders gain respect from others by first showing respect to them, especially to those who have less power. Gaining respect follows a pattern that bears repeating. When people respect you as a person, they admire you. When they respect you as a friend, they love you. When they respect you as a leader, they follow you. Number three, courage. Henry Kissinger said, a leader does not deserve the name unless he is willing occasionally to stand alone. Good leaders do the right thing, even at the risk of failure, when under great danger, and it will most certainly evoke criticism. A leader's courage has great value and followers follow that. Great courage gives followers hope. Success. Success is attractive. People are naturally drawn to it. It's hard to argue with success. Regardless of what you've been told, success is not overrated. Know what you're best at and become the best at it. Nobody's drawn to average. Nobody is inspired by mediocre. People are drawn to mastery, to success. It's the reason society is so focused on celebrities, sports teams, and rock stars. Success is even more important when it applies to leaders. People respect those who have been successful in their own endeavors. If you really want to help people, be successful first, because it's out of your successes that you can gain the influence to add value to others. You've earned the right to speak truth into other people's lives. When you lead their team to victory, people believe you can do it again. As a result, followers follow you because they want to be part of your next success. Loyalty. We live in an era of free agency. Leaders will move from one team to another or one company to another when they believe they can get a better deal. In a culture of constant change, turnover and transition, loyalty is a rare commodity. When leaders stick with their team until the job is done, remain loyal to the organization when times are tough, and look out for others even at risk to themselves, followers take notice. Value added to others. The greatest source of respect will often come from the leader who is dedicated to adding value to others. We said that in the first segment, we said that in the second segment. We're saying it now. We studied this extensively through the law of addition. Followers value leaders who first value them. Respect develops during the relationship building process and continues long after it's over. Believe me, that manager that I had, we talked about in the first segment, who poured into me, I still have, even though he's been retired for six or seven years, I still have the most ultimate respect for him. When we add value to others, it helps them become successful. And when they pass it on by adding value to others, it becomes a snowball effect. When we add to value to others, we gain respect. So how do you measure your level of respect? Well, one way is to look at the caliber of the people you're attracting. Who's following you? Another way is to see how your people respond when you ask them for a commitment or to embrace change. If you process the required respect, if your respect is strong, they will step up, sign up, 
do whatever is necessary to get the job done when you ask them for a commitment. In the same way, they're willing to embrace your desire for change. If you don't have respect, guess what? They'll express doubt, question everything, make excuses, or simply just walk away. If you become frustrated because the people you want to follow you are reluctant, and may that be that you're trying to lead people whose leadership is stronger than yours. If you are six of a leader, eights and nines aren't likely to follow you, regardless of how compelling your vision or how well-designed your plan is. And they won't buy into you just because you outrank them on the organizational chart. So what can you do about that? Well, become a better leader. Every leader can grow. The more you grow, the better the quality of the people you will attract. The good news is you've earned respect. The bad news is now you're responsible. Hold it, embrace it, reverence it, and determine that every day you're going to earn that respect and renew it for life. This is what the great leaders understand. This is what the great leaders do. Now, today we've covered three of the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership, the law of addition, which states that leaders add value by serving others, the law of solid ground, which states that trust is the foundation of leadership, and the law of respect, which states that people naturally follow leaders stronger than themselves. Three ways to go on coaching for real, we discussed the law of lid, which states that leadership ability determines a person's level of effectiveness, the law of influence, which states that the true measure of leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. The law of process, which states that the leadership develops daily and not in a day. And the law of navigation, this one I love, which states that anyone can steer a ship, but it takes a leader to chart the course. Now in just two Coaching for Real segments, shows you now have seven of the 21 laws available for download. Before closing today's show, I'd like to reach deep down inside now and ask you a couple questions. For the law of addition, question one, do you look for ways to make things better for your people that you lead? Question two, do you find great personal satisfaction in helping people become more successful? For the law of solid ground, question one, do the people you confide in, I'm sorry, do people confide in you regarding sensitive issues? And question number two, when you tell someone in your organization that you will do something, can they count on you to follow through? And for the law of respect, question number one, do you go out of your way to show respect and loyalty to the people you lead? And question number two, do you make courageous decisions and take personal risks that could benefit your followers, even if there's no benefit to you? Again, my why is to help you discover your masterpiece and live into your greatness. I'm here for you, so reach out to me at Ronald at RonaldGraves.com. That's Ronald at RonaldGraves.com. It has been my sincere desire and my sincere pleasure to add value to you tonight through Coaching for Real. May the Lord bless you and keep you until we meet again. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Coaching for Real today. Be sure to join Ronald Graves again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll talk again very soon.